Hello, my friends, my dear compadres, you 1800 awakened souls, you. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to another podcast. It's beginning to look a lot like fascism Everywhere you go Take a look at Australia Locking up Aboriginals Just a few more steps to genocide, you know It's beginning to look a lot like fascism Most of the world is blind but it's never going to end this totalitarian trend as long as you comply. You gave your freedom away for protection, they say that's the oldest trick in the book. But the protection of tyrants and corporate giants is not as safe as it looks. And Google, Facebook, YouTube are now burning all the books. It's beginning to look a lot like fascism. We've seen this all before. But with greater technology and a high-tech technocracy, they'll track and trace you in and out your door. It's beginning to look a lot like fascism. And I won't hold my tongue. And you may not agree with me, but to try and stop my speech would be a slippery slope. Hello and welcome. In today's podcast, I'm going to take you back over the last 21 months to see if we can picture together all the lies and contradictions our government, their behavioural scientists, the bribed scientists, the NHS, the mainstream media and all the fake health organisations like the World Health Organisation and the World Economic Forum have all been telling. So, two Christmases ago, we hear from mainstream media a new virus has been discovered in Wuhan, China. And this virus, they believe, was traced back to a wet market and bat soup. To this day, the virus SARS-CoV-2 has never been isolated in any lab across the world. This virus, we were told, was so deadly, people were just dropping down dead in the streets. Whilst people who asked questions quickly realised this virus was so dangerous, it killed the ability to think, it killed logic, and it killed common sense. This virus helped politics crush science. It swallowed societies around the world like an avalanche of insanity. So we found ourselves in the midst of a pandemic, we were told. But still, no one had isolated the virus and we all just followed our government's advice. Until us critical thinkers started finding holes in the story, contradictions in the stats our mainstream media was telling us, and our government's website stats not matching up to mainstream media's. So we dug a little deeper and started finding sinister plots written years ago, for example, Klaus Schwab's book, The Great Reset. It astounds me how a lot of people have heard about The Great Reset, but still think it's a conspiracy. A conspiracy theory, should I say. So we watched the all-powerful politics crush science. And what followed was insanity struck to the point 
that the whole world would never be the same again. First off, social distancing and face masks. We now know that masks just don't work and social distancing is nothing more than control and better conditions for face recognition for CCTV. All news channels, every chat show and every newspaper and online newspaper, all they talked about in blind panic was COVID-19. Signs went up everywhere, even on our motorways, telling people how to behave. Keep two metres and you will be safe. Don't, and you just might kill granny. Hugging and kissing became a thing of the past. And we were told any kind of contact with anyone was extremely dangerous and we should avoid it. What they didn't tell us is no human contact results in your immune system getting lower and lower and lower the longer you don't interact with other human beings. All this 24-7, seven days a week, constantly feeding fear to the masses. Our Prime Minister Boris Johnson hired behavioural scientists to make sure the masses comply and the tool they used was fear. Remember, even a great mind, but full of fear, can stop using logic and common sense. Then they played their race card as reports and videos showed Italy being hit hard with SARS-CoV-2. So we dug even deeper and let me enlighten you as to what really happened in Italy. <clears throat> and it was nothing to do with COVID-19. Almost all the deaths in Italy early on in the pandemic were from very old people, pensioners who a few months before all took an experimental flu shot. And in that experimental flu shot were four different types of influenza, with one being the H1N1 virus, swine flu. So when flu season hit, all the old and all the vulnerable people's immune systems were down and they didn't stand a chance. The daily death hit, uh, count hit our TV screens and it seemed the world had cured every other disease on the planet and every death went down as covid our governments still hold on to these stats, but we all now know they were fake. Fake news turned into real news, and real news into fake news. A new controversial test kit called the PCR was rolled out across the world, but we quickly discovered it was fake. I myself studied the PCR. I discovered you have to calibrate the PCR against your isolated virus, but we knew no one had isolated it in its entirety, so what did they calibrate it against? All scientific questions that needed answering, but mainstream media kept quiet on the issue. And anyone with any questions about the PCR quickly got censored and all the social media platforms and labelled conspiracy theorists. To this day, I still can't quite grasp how social media and mainstream media has labelled thousands of top scientists, doctors, nurses, and professors, conspiracy theorists. Half the scientific community have a totally different opinion on SARS-CoV-2 than the bought and bribed paid for pseudo-scientists our governments have hired. So who are these scientists? Whose advice have we all been following these last 21 months? Well, the first stats in the UK were published early on in the pandemic, and we were told only old people were dying from this virus. If you were young, you were perfectly safe. If you were an adult, you were pretty much safe as well. 
their stats read almost everyone had a 99.997% chance of survival if you contracted SARS-CoV-2 and came down with COVID-19. And if you were over 70 years old, you had a 94.6% chance of survival. These stats were sourced from the Centers for Disease Control website. The epidemiology team at the Imperial College London, led by the physicist Neil Ferguson, then presented their official predictions from their computer models. Their predictions read, if nothing was done to stop this virus, then 81% of the US population would get infected with a death toll of around 2.2 million people. The UK has read over half a million, half a million deaths from SARS-CoV-2. COVID-19, the disease. So the whole world looked at these predictions as horrifying. What really baffles the UK's top minds is why we were using predictions from a man with a terrible reputation for predictions. He has a history of highly exaggerated numbers that were always so far off real-time statistics, it was laughable. Experts claim Neil Ferguson and Imperial College London's model that Britain began to use was totally unreliable. Now, according to AIER, the American Institute for Economic Research, Imperial College London predicted catastrophe in every country on earth. Then the models failed. Although Neil Ferguson and his team has a bad habit of falsely claiming credit for saving millions of lives, premised upon these apocalyptic numbers, the truth is, they all amounted to wild exaggerations from a fundamentally flawed model. In other words, Ferguson and his team have barely been writing anything they have predicted. So why did Boris Johnson listen to this man, Neil Ferguson, the disgraced scientist? An example or two on Ferguson's predictions are bird flu. Do you remember that one? His prediction, 150 million deaths. Actual deaths, 282 worldwide. 2009 swine flu, he predicted 65,000 deaths in the UK when only 457 people died. So who would choose Neil Ferguson and his team from Imperial College London out of all the other scientists on the planet to predict the outcome of SARS-CoV-2? Boris Johnson. Be conservative, Labour, or fucking raving loony party. You don't have, you don't need me to tell you what kind of a man this is. Suffice to say, he's a bit of an idiot. An idiot looking out for himself at best, just like most politicians. So Boris Johnson hired Neil Ferguson and his team of failed scientists, failed in almost every prediction they've ever made, to guide us through this pandemic. When Neil Ferguson was confronted on his fundamentally flawed model and his huge mistakes, he tried to blame the model, stating it was 13 years old and not really made for SARS-CoV-2, but for, for a flu epidemic. He was then asked to share his model with the world's scientific community. And guess what? He refused. Why, you might wonder. Well, it's pretty obvious. It, it's because his model didn't make any sense and was total bollocks. He spent the next six months rewriting the model and then presented something that still didn't make sense to the scientific community. This man 
that this is a man that didn't follow his own advice on lockdowns when his affair was exposed and the lockdown professor stepped down after breaking rules to meet his married lover. He resigned as a government advisor on SAGE, the scientific advisory group for emergencies. Well, that too is yet another lie to the British people as Neil Ferguson to this day is still part of SAGE and the advisory committee, SPY-M, the scientific pandemic influenza group on modelling. He is also acting director of the Vaccine Impact Modelling Consortium based at Imperial College London and financed by Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which owns Gavi. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donated $80 million to the Imperial College London in March 2020. Corrupt politics and bribed science is the order of the day. The UK government, with the advice from Neil Ferguson and Imperial College London, rolled out a strategy to take almost all the freedoms away from the British public. And I say public because it seems to be their rule for us, but not for them. Why aren't they petrified of this virus, but seem petrified for us? This is the moment the world changed forever. More lockdowns and restrictions followed and the world went into panic, pumped at them through mainstream media's fear campaign, also funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We couldn't even visit our loved ones and many elderly died alone unnecessarily, but most kept on following all the rules. The PCR test told us the pandemic had reached every part of the globe and millions were dying. So us critical thinkers wanted to know how many excess deaths had happened compared to previous years with no pandemic. And we found there were none. The stats showed there were no more deaths than previous years. Now in the spring of 2020, there were a lot of elderly dying, but not from COVID-19. In March 2020, the British people were told to stay at home to protect the NHS and save lives. The government just needed three weeks to flatten the curve. So what happened in them three weeks? Well, many hospitals were ordered to move elderly patients with respiratory problems into care homes. This alone should have conjured up many, many questions why, but they did it anyway. I mean, I wouldn't have thought care homes equipped would be as sufficient as hospitals for caring for elderly with respiratory problems, but they moved them all anyway. On March the 19th, a directive was sent out to the NHS reading all patients not requiring a hospital bed had to be discharged immediately. The NHS had three hours to meet this objective. Their beds were now empty, ready for COVID-19 patients suffering with a virus that still hadn't been isolated or purified. In April to June 2020, the NHS website read, on average, a total of 58,005 beds were occupied, which equated to 62% occupied, compared to 89.1% occupied in 2017. So let's see what happened to the patients that got admitted into so many care homes around the country. If we look at April 2020, there was a 
a big increase in deaths in care homes, totaling for the month 26,541. That's in April. That's an increase of 17,850 on the five-year average. So what happened to them? They were given medazolam, but we were told that they all died of COVID-19. And that was a lie. The, the NHS were told to ease the suffering of the patients that came from the hospitals with medazolam. Medazolam, like other central nervous system depressants, may produce respiratory depression. This is especially likely to occur in patients who are receiving other central nervous system depressions concurrently and in patients with pre-existing cardiopulmonary disease. Special care must be taken whenever midazolam is administered to these kinds of patients. Intravenous midazolam has been associated with respiratory depression and respiratory arrest, especially when used for sedation which is exactly what they were using it for in a non-critical care setting. In plain English, they were committing euthanasia. That has now been proven with the evidence now available. Oh, and they put do not resuscitate on all of their, their bed, uh, all of their beds, which didn't help one tiny bit. Medazolam was the last drug these patients should have been given. Medazolam causes life-threatening breathing problems such as shallow, slowed or temporary stopped breathing that may lead to a permanent brain damage and death. <clears throat> it's also dangerous for any elderly person, so why did they administer it? Before COVID, the Medazolam sedation certificate stated the elderly should have no more than 0.5 milligrams to 1 milligram max. To exceed this dose would be highly dangerous. Post-pandemic, or in the midst of a pandemic, they have changed it to a starting dose of 2.5 milligrams, and if needed, pump it up to 5 or 10 milligrams. Who changed these policies? We have to ask ourselves in our quest for the truth, and why did they change them? The UK government, under the advice of Matt Hancock, bought a two-year supply of midazolam from France, and they used it all in two months. Now our government is doing the same again. They are stocking up on midazolam. What for? Are they going on another murder spree in the, in the new year? Their excuse for the last one, it was all used for the anaesthetics in surgery. But we all know all surgeries were cancelled during these months of COVID. So that's another lie exposed. Euthanasia is illegal in the UK. It was a genocide of 26,541 people in April 2020. The court cases on this subject are, going, uh, are ongoing and I'll leave a link for anyone who wants to follow the trial. It's the People's Union of Britain who have taken the UK government to court. Go and check it out. They even put COVID on all their, their death certificates. I do hope it's not proven our legal system is as corrupt as our government and our so-called health experts. Who is guilty of all this? The Department of Health, along with Matt Hancock, ex-health secretary, and GP and MP Luke Evans, that's who's guilty, along with Boris Johnson and his MPs with Witty Valance and Neil Ferguson, all involved. 
these people kept this information from the residents and their families. The three weeks to flatten the curve was intentionally invented, it seems, to euthanize 26,500 people. It really does feel like a depopulation agenda is afoot. Do they really think so little about someone's life? The three weeks our government said they needed to flatten the curve, it seems, was invented, invented to end the lives of many elderly forced from hospital beds into care homes and given an end-of-life drug in midazolam. They also gave their COVID death stats the boost it needed to calm the public. There was a deadly pandemic upon the world. We are confident this happened not only in Britain, but all across the world. So what kind of people are we up against? Let me read you this newspaper headline. Wayne Smith, the man exposing the Medazalam mass murder care home scandal called the first wave, who was about to take part in a documentary about it, has been found dead. August 2021 at home. This was the guy whose dad died in a care home and he wanted to investigate it and he found out all that I've just told you. Um, he exposed it. He was just about to make a documentary about it and all of a sudden he was found dead. RRP Wayne Smith, along with all the Medazalam victims, you will never be forgotten. Now fast forward to Christmas holidays of 2021 and we have seen the next step in their agenda. Vaccines. Vaccines and in many countries across the globe vaccine mandates have been introduced without warrant into our societies. Mainstream media along with the social media platforms have embedded a deep divide into society so much so Tensions are rising all around the world, with millions upon millions of people having looked at both sides of the story now and starting to realise we weren't being told the truth, we were being lied to. And that's all the people want really is the truth. Now how far away are we from living in a Chinese-style obedient state where democracy is dead and communistic thoughts are driven into our minds, mostly through TV and news? We are not that far away from this, not that far at all. If the Nuremberg Code is scrapped along with certain human rights, as the UK governments are trying to do, as I talk to you, if they get their way, freedom is dead. It is unfortunately up to us, the awake, us informed to stop this happening. It's as simple as this, do not comply. However hard, wherever you are in the world, do not comply. I said to myself when I found out the truth early on in this pandemic, if this is a fight to the death, then so be it. For the futures of my son and my two stepgirls, so be it. But we found out there was no pandemic. Was it all just behavioural experiments to see who would comply to their stupid regulations that made no scientific sense whatsoever? Follow the science, we were told. What, corrupt science? Behavioural science, even with these vaccines, they're still doing it. Applying behavioural and social science to address vaccine hesitancy and foster vaccine confidence. Well, we know 
they are hiding vaccine adverse reactions and deaths, even claiming the yellow card system in the UK and the CDC's version in the US are self-reporting systems which can't be accurate. Well, what if I told you almost all the deaths and reactions reported were done so by doctors, doctors of the patients reporting them? Well, you see, the patient goes to see his doctor and he examines him and determines if it's a vaccine reaction or not. If it is, he reports it. It's actually thought by experts that only between 1% and 10% are reported anyway. So all GPs are now lying, are they? Or are they all just conspiracy theorists? They have used behavioural and social science techniques to get most to comply. But now it seems those who escaped the net and used logic and common sense became the enemy and quickly needed to be dealt with by force if necessary and mandates. Were lockdowns, were lockdowns the world's biggest behavioural experiment? We also have to counter into the equation the biggest transfer of wealth in history. The biggest transfer history has ever witnessed and the fraudulent partnerships it's mustered up, seeking all to push the same agenda, keeping everyone on the same page. Partnerships like Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci. Many now believe it was Anthony Fauci who ordered the release of the so-called virus, as he was funding gain of research at the Wuhan lab. 3.7 million, if I remember. It's thought to have, you know, it's originated from this lab. Gain of function research is scientists making viruses previously impossible that had an effect on humans to being able to infect humans with these viruses. In other words, bioweapons. If indeed this did happen, then his partnership in crime with Bill Gates was highly equipped to sell the world his vaccines. His vaccines, which are killing thousands. Are you, gonna, are you beginning to connect the dots yet? Those two, in Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci, have created a formid formidable public-private partnership that wields incredible power over the whole world's publics, not just the US's. Now, the evidence suggests the vaccinated all have lowered immunity and great numbers of vaccinated people are falling ill at an alarming rate, twice that of the unvaxxed, as they have natural immunity. Most of those in the UK hospitals are about 68% vaccinated, not 90% as Lorraine Kelly and Dr Hilary Jones stated on their breakfast show the other day. It's lie after lie. You have to be so on your toes to see these lies. Obviously, complaints have swarmed to the TV station who conjured up such lies, but not even that will get reported. In Norway, a little over a month ago, they removed all COVID restrictions. No vaccine passports, no mandates or stupid social distances and masks. All gone. Their deaths are lower than ever. Why is no one talking about this? These corrupt governments are desperate. Desperate that people are waking up to the fact that no virus has ever been purified or isolated. The Chinese lab leak story is back in the media, especially in the US, 
seemingly just in time to convince people to take the booster. Your third vaccine, which still won't stop you catching it or spreading it, whatever it is, is the reason they haven't isolated the virus because one, it doesn't exist and they just jumped all over a bad flu season. Or two, if they did isolate it, would you be able to find out who tampered, uh, how it was tampered with in a lab to make it infect human cells as it couldn't before, just like they did with Ebola? Ebola was harmless, harmless to humans anyway, until they isolated it and started fucking around with it in a lab, creating a similar virus, but one that could now affect humans. Go and do some research on that. Also look at HIV and AIDS. Also with Anthony Fauci right in the middle. Yet again. Stealing scientific papers. Rewriting them. And claiming it as his own work. Interesting stuff. So there you have it. Look into our future. We have to ask ourselves. Is it right to blindly trust a corrupt government. And bribed corrupt science. Or is it time we regained our train of thought on critical thinking and started using logic and our own common sense once again? Merry Christmas, one and all. I wish you all what you all deserve. A fantastic Christmas, hugging and kissing all of your family, enjoying human contact with the ones you love. Until next time, toodaloo. To save lives, yeah, that was a lie. The writing's on the wall, man. Can't you see the signs? Now they're coming for the children. They just crossed the line. They said just give it time. Only three weeks and it will all be fine. They want you tuned in to that TV every night so that they can implant fear deeply in your mind. Now, in order to defeat them, yo, we need to unite. The Ministry of Truth has taken over. There's a reason that they chose Corona. Yeah, Corona means crown. Work it out, man. It's all symbolism from the beginning. They told you a virus of the mind infecting your thoughts, but enough is enough. Now we're saying no more. We see the Trojan horse at the door. This is war, we can't ignore the call. Big brother's gonna fall. Yeah, we gotta light the torch for humanity. Because hey. 1984 wasn't fantasy. Hey. George Orwell was warning what the plan would be. Hey. Now you can see it all in their strategy. Yeah, they wanna call us conspiracy theorists, but right now we're the ones that are seeing the clearest. This is social engineering. How many your long bells have to ring before people start to hear them serious ah uh, can't you see this is deliberate they hand out sanitizers and masks but not veterans mcdonald's stayed open same time the gyms didn't the only pandemic is cognitive dissonance yeah this is totalitarian people are waking up so they need to keep scaring them declaring new waves and new variants they got tricks up their sleeves so we gotta be prepared for them they choose what the facts are with their Propaganda, we know what their plans are, so they won't get that far, nah. You don't have to be Pythagoras to see that this ain't adding up how much until you've had enough. Ah, uh, right now it's the last straw. Yeah, they're slowly bringing in their passports. It's been leading to this from the start. Time to look into your heart now and choose what you stand for. It's the dehumanization of the nation, erasing the basic foundations of human relations. The emergence of apartheid. 
by creating segregation That's the road that they're paving Cause if you're not jabbed Then it's you that they're blaming It's you that is dangerous Mass manipulation Coercing you to get penetrated What's the difference between that and a rapist? I think their plot's got some holes They want you to follow rules But they don't It's a joke Now it's coming to the end of the road It's a fight for our souls How much of your life have they already stole? And how much more will they try to? How much will you turn a blind eye to? Roll up your sleeve and get a free donut to eat. Can't you see they're trying to bribe you? What's really in that concoction? How many adverse reactions till we stop this? How many must die for power, lies and profits? I refuse to just stand by watching. No, that is not an option. What if that was your kid? Maybe then you would start talking. Maybe then you'd see the point. The children need a voice. We need to fight for their future before it's destroyed.